As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the first episode of the new year of Bears, Blurs, and Bots. Took a little break, a little time at home. Schedules didn't line up quite exactly when I first got out here, but we are back. And more importantly, Will is back. What's up, Will? (laughs) Uh, I feel like a fraud for uh, not being able to podcast during that uh, that tough run for the blurs. Um, yeah, no, I, I kind of I I'm like I wish I wish we recorded after a loss, kind of, because like you know we're coming back after a win. And yeah, I mean, if there was uh, you know, every, almost twice, let's say twice a week, we were actively trying to yes get you know get something out but just times and you know sometimes you know a little time is good uh, i think ramblers have now played what are they now the in total yeah gosh uh let me check we're bad fans okay the loyola ramblers are seven and twelve one and six in the conference, you know. Yeah, that, that's what we're yeah. more concerned with. One and six in the conference. Since we have talked, um, they had their game against Albany, which I went to, and then they proceeded to have what was it? Seven straight losses. Uh, yeah. This uh, Saturday's win against St. Bonaventure. Um, Crut. I guess we'll get into blurs then, but we just want to be clear. We're not coming back. Just, we don't only podcast wins. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. You moved to Japan. That was uh that's a major part of it. 14 hours <laughs> ahead of, uh, which we had this discussion uh, privately the other day. <laughs> it's 14 hours from Eastern time, 15 hours 15 from central. Okay, that's it's kind of trippy, man. Like, cause Chicago's closer to Tokyo. And right? how many from Western or Pacific? Yeah, I know it's more. Yeah, yeah, like seventeen. I, I have this conversation with everybody. It blows their mind. This absolutely mm-hmm. blows their mind. We'll get into it maybe a little bit in bots, but um, I've told this to many people. I don't understand and, time. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll get into that. Um, bears. Wah, wah. Um, didn't have a very good end to the year, but hey, we got the first pick. Uh, a lot of people excited. Uh, yeah, wait, I don't know wait, if you... we haven't talked at all about that. We're gonna get to that. We're, We're gonna, gonna get to the Bears first pick, and then, and then we got a lot to do with blurs and bots. So let's uh, let's get into it. All right. Bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, and more. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live sports betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your reward. BetOnline.ag, 
where the game starts. Okay, like I said, um, we have had zero discussions about the the Bears' uh, end of the season drama and excitement and what could come further. I actually talked to your dad about this, and I have not talked to you. So I guess we can start with the final day. Um, yes, Lovey Smith. You're you're, no, no, hey, come on. Don't credit Lovey Smith. Credit, the, credit Jim, Jim Ursay. And the incapabilities of the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, you guys are uh, need to hire a coach now. Yeah, yeah. I, who knows where that will go? Um, I was kind of hoping Harbaugh, you know, just because I feel like you kind of know what you're getting, and it'd be fun regardless. Like it's been a Super Bowl. I can talk myself. You guys that. are in a way worse spot than the Bears. I yes, I I totally yes, agree. totally agree. Um, so with that said, we are now kind of related because you guys have the first overall pick Colts have the fourth pick and are in need of a quarterback. That's clear. Yeah. Um, so bears got one 56, 65 and one Oh three and one thirty four in the first. So we got four picks in the first four rounds, which is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of talks of trading down, trading down to uh, with the Colts or the Texans. Um, a lot of people talking about like a double trade down. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm. I think we'll field a lot of trade offers, obviously, but I don't know. We're not going to double trade down. I feel like that's that's almost too much. Um, I think while you're up there, at least you get a premier player, whether it's at one or not. Um, right. Yeah. So with, with that, I mean, have you looked at it much? Are you, uh, is there a top five player that you are, uh, you are drawn to? Like, say you got the Colts or Texans pick. Well, I like the, what, 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 go ahead. Do you want to keep Justin Fields? Well, yes. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think he showed. Now, I, I haven't always been the biggest uh, Fields guy. I mean, that is exactly why you, you know, you're in the minority. A lot of people are already talking. You know, they they're good with Fields, and let's see. What yeah, you know, I think a lot. Of, I think uh, he showed us a lot. I think he showed us a lot this year. He definitely improved. Definitely improved as the games went on. I mean, I went to that Packers game at home. He made some great throws. Um, but even Paul said it in the uh, in the postseason presser, like we he's got to get better as a passer, um, and he's not wrong. He's not wrong. I mean, I, I think there are sometimes during the during the year where his footwork looked a little uh, shoddy, and you know he missed some throws. But then, you know, he, he can't be perfect. But then he breaks off a sixty yard, fifty five yard run, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy's the greatest ever. Um, so I think, and he even said it like he he wants to be more of a passer than he does runner. I mean, I think someone asked him in the in the presser one of the games like, "Are you are you going for the the rushing record by Lamar?" And he was like, "Well, um, I know I'm close, but I'm a quarterback. I'd rather throw the ball." So, um, yeah, I think I think he's I think he's going to improve, man. He's gonna he's got a great work ethic. He's got you know I'm always seeing stuff. He's in he's in the you know, in the gym, doing all that type of stuff. So um, once we get some, some guys that he can throw the ball to and get, get some, uh, you know, chemistry going there, 
think I think we could be in in good shape. Okay. So you do not want to draft a quarterback. Hell no. Okay. <laughs> no. All right. That so, is about the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's out there. People are saying trade. That's trade like the Jets. Fields. Trade trade Fields instead of the pick. That's hey, like can the Jets. Fields and the pick is what you can do. No. Okay. All right. I like it. I'm, I'm glad you're – I was going to – gonna give you a really hard time if if you said otherwise so sounds good. it's like the jets drafting sam darnold or whatever and then coming around and drafting zach wilson whatever they did yeah. that was only what two or three years apart yeah a couple, four years apart you gotta give you gotta give your guy a little bit of time to get be, you know crazy if, if they <laughs> they did that and they got Stroud, just another ohio state quarterback but yes no, i don't i don't think they'll do that um, I'm just just playing a little devil's advocate here. I um, saw some people saying trade Fields and try to sign Lamar Jackson because he's he's going to be a free agent uh, this year, and I think he turned down uh, the Ravens' offer sheet. It's like 133 million guaranteed turned down. So I don't know, man. I don't know. But as far as prospects, um, it's either Carter or Anderson Jr. I mean, Will Anderson Jr. or Jalen Carter. Um, both SEC guys, like I said on this podcast quite a while ago, you need to take the biggest, bestest SEC linemen on defense and put them on our team. Um, so right now I'm looking at a little something that's got uh, Bryce Young as the number one prospect. I don't know, this is PFF.com, big board. Um, They've got Carter at two. They got this Kentucky guy at three, and Anderson at four. Anderson Jr. at four. So I'd be happy with either one of those guys. Um, but I, honestly, I think an edge is more important. You know, you think of the teams. I don't know if I should say that though, because Bears have had some some trouble stopping the run this year. Um, I'm fine with either of those guys. Whatever, whatever. To one of those two guys they pick, I'll be I'll say that is perfectly fine by me. Okay, you you mentioned some prospects there. I'll just say to get out of the way. You know, maybe I can uh claim this later, like in old awesome takes. I want Stroud, I think, for the Colts. However we can get it well, just over the other two at least that are up there between uh gosh young and, and Levis, so I don't know. I like tall quarterbacks, and I I wasn't super impressed with Levis. So we'll see. The Bears, the Bears, bare minimum should be getting. You know, they trade the first pick. We should at least. I don't know what picks the Colts got, but we should get their fourth. And we got to get at least you know two first rounders for one. It's changed it's changed during the year. I need to look at it again. Um, but yeah, they they have. They have a couple, uh, yeah. They have a couple decent picks in the next two years. So. Yeah, I mean, if we're trading the first pick, and we're not, we're gonna get one first round pick back. We got to get at least maybe another first round pick or a couple in the second and third rounds. I mean, uh, I think that is that's probably the strategy because we we got a lot of holes to fill. Um, so, yeah, I think. I mean, obviously, we need a receiver. Um, we need, uh, I think we need another, one more secondary, one more cornerback. Um, I, I think it's I, fun to have a team. The Colts kind of had this in the past, you know, three years ago or so, those two all pro guys. It's fun to have a team on a bunch of rookie contracts. Like if you have right. a bunch of talent that are, you know, taking the top three or four rounds, like that, that can be pretty fun. Yeah. That's pretty uh, good for cap space and everything. Yeah. Um. Yeah, remember that year the Khalil Mack trade? The Raiders they were like they had John uh, Abram, they had uh, Josh Jacobs. They had they were on hard knocks that year because they had so many kind of young guys. Um, but now they're they're looking for a quarterback as well. So Bears got a lot of Bears got a lot of people that want to do deals with them. They're probably going to get field a lot of offers, and we're just going to have to play chess. 
Bears are in control, man. Bears are in control. But I've also now in my lifetime not known the Bears to uh, be these big, you know, spenders in the offseason and sign these big contracts. So we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. I don't think um, I don't think Poles is like the super aggressive type of guy, like the, to go out and just sign guys. I don't know if you can say that yet, though, because he has a crap ton of money now, like in a full off season with the number on overall pick. Oh, because he didn't give Roquan Smith the money, which is fine. You know, I, I don't hear nor there. He could but be like, doing because he wants to spend a ton. Right. Okay. Don't think. Yeah. All right. We'll see. We'll see how it yeah. works out. We'll see how it works I, I out. It'll be something it, to monitor. It's going to be good Bears stuff for us going forward in the spring. So There's going to be some hype coming into this next season. Yeah. Um, so that right. to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. A po- kind of a positive note to uh, in, in the Bears season. So uh, that's always good. We will stay updated on that. And let's get to blurs. Okay, Crut. So, like I said in the intro, um, it's been a while since we talked. Obviously, I think it's been nine games, a combined record of two and seven, um, since we last talked, and the wins bookend that uh, that that stretch. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Between between Albany and then coming back to uh this weekend with uh, St. Bonaventure. So obviously the roughest stretch we've seen of uh loyal basketball, you know, note it. Um, Very rough stretch. Gosh, how do you want to do this for, uh, for each game? I guess we can kind of sum up some of that stuff. So obviously uh, the Stanford game out in Santa Cruz um, was a frustrating one. Uh, I just remember that the Pac-12 commentators uh, more than anything as far as what people were talking about. There's been a couple of those now. I mean, with with Clemson and uh, – oh, yeah, and then Davidson. I, I, I don't want to get into the commentators, but, but that's been an interesting adjustment in the, uh, in the A-10. Um, Crut, do, do you have a, a particular game of interest in, in that uh, span that you that was interesting to you? Um, looking here, uh, I think that VCU game, I think a lot of fans were, I saw a lot of comments after that VCU game, a lot of turnovers. I think, I think we ended with like 22 turnovers or, or something yeah. like that. I mean, the first um, half, like they actually did yeah. good in the second half on turnovers. The first half was abysmal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of been a little bit of our our story this this whole year long is is the turnovers, right? I mean, um, I got the stats here. We've got, you know, we're averaging sixteen turnovers a game, sixteen point two a game right now. I mean, that's you're not going to win a lot of games, you know, turning the ball over that much. I mean, I I think that's well when we were when we played our in the not when we play the goal every game, and I don't know if they've they've kept this, but I'm sure they have. What was it under 10, 15 assists, under ten turnovers? Yeah. So right, that's that's what know, it was. I'm, I'm thinking uh, we have a uh, we have a way of remembering that in Gentile. Um, that is still the case. Um, yeah. Numbers. Right. Right. I mean, we say nine. so right now. So right now, yeah, under nine, yeah. Yeah. Right now we're, you know, averaging 16.2 a game yeah. and only averaging 13.2 assists. So we're averaging three more turnovers a game than assists. Yeah. I mean, that tells a big story right there. We, 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 you can't turn the ball over at that rate. And, you know, obviously the goal is to hit 15 assists every game. Um, obviously, Braden. Braden is yeah. Braden is leading us with four right now. Um, you know, other than that, then it drops off. Uh, ben is at two, one point nine two. Tommy one point six. So yeah, I mean, I think that's a little bit of the story there. I don't know if that's. I mean, 
I've been around the guys on the team and everything. No, no one's selfish. No, no you know, obviously that that's not really even the question. Um, I mean, assists is a lot of different things. You know, are we are we making shots? Are we? You know, I I, I haven't been able to watch the games. Mm-hmm. So I, I again, I'm in this weird position where all I can really do is look at stats and numbers, yeah, numbers and box scores, and and that's kind of a really bad way to like yeah. analyze basketball. Um, but yeah, just just from looking at this, the whole stats right now, you know, we the turnovers are what what jump out uh, to me at, yeah. at this point. Yeah, and I, I don't think that's like rocket science. I think a lot of people are noticing that. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. We we've uh, I think brought up terms turnovers out of omission and commission, um, commission uh, on yeah on here and on Saturday the broadcast briefly talked about that, um, and just to refresh everyone, so a turnover out of commission is just it comes with the job. Um, you're trying to get something done and it's not that it's a lack of, it's not a lack of, uh, effort or intensity, uh, with guarding the ball of how it comes, like how, how it happens. And then a turnover out of mission is like an omission of, of thought or of, you know, a, a desire to, to keep the ball. Um, that's not the standard we, uh, we'd like it to be. And, yeah, I, I I think Drew would say a lot of these are out of commission. Like, or no, sorry, omission. Gosh, that's tough. A lot just of these get are it all mixed up, folks. Just, just getting it ripped or making a pass that is extremely uh, difficult if you don't work on it a lot or just, you know, really searching for something. I will say, what you got to think about too, is that one of the reasons for having all these turnovers and a lot of them are on passing is because we're we're passing so much like we don't take a ton of dumb shots um there's been a couple games where there's been like several at the end of the shot clock which not to say like that's a huge portion of them but there are that's that's part of the number is that uh is that they they can come when someone doesn't kind of go off on their own it's not part of our design at all it's just kind of how we ask guys to play um and that's tough. Now I know Drew's been pretty frustrated with that. And like the VCU game, for example, like a lot of that was done by their pressure and their intensity on the ball. Um, that's not so much the scheme of things, but that's that's certainly part of it that we got to shed light on. Is we're not playing ISO ball or anything, um, and, and and that's that's part of it. Yeah, I'm I'm just looking here. I'm looking on this on ESPN here, looking at. Uh, just stats in the past the past years. In 2017-2018, we averaged 12.2 turnovers a game, 16 assists a game. So that's plus four. Um, let's go 2021. We average. So every every year, I'm looking at this. Every year, we we hadn't been able to get under 10 turnovers a game, average on the season. Yeah. Um, this year it's 11 point, my senior year was 11.9 and 16 assists. So 16 seems to be that number that, that is, you know, kind of a sweet spot. Uh, when the year, the COVID year, again, 15 assists, 12 turnovers. So, yeah, I mean, we're not going to be able to keep that number under 10 just, you know, because those games early in the season, you always have a lot of turnovers early in the season. And as the, as the year goes on, you get better and better. Um, Now 16 is, you know, four or five too many to average a game. Right. So, I mean, you think about that, you get four or five extra, you know, possessions at the hoop right now, you know, right now we're shooting 47% from the field. That's an extra two baskets, three baskets a game. Um, you know, I mean that that's a big difference. That's a big difference. And then you, you think about all those turnovers that are live ball. We always we, we we talk about not so much in college we talked about it, but like the difference between a live ball turnover mm. and a dead ball turnover. You know, dead ball obviously being you throw the ball out of bounds, you get a five second, something like that. At least you get a chance to set your defense up. Yeah. Live ball is, you know, 
they got the ball, we throw it, it gets tipped, deflected, they run out, they get a layup. Like those, those are kind of killers. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I haven't been watching. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously not, not the best start for us, but you know, I guess we can kind of go into, you know, last night or, uh, yeah, last night or two nights ago. I don't know. My times are all mixed up, but got a win, you know, got our first yeah. win in the A-10. And, uh, you know, it looked like, looked like we had a lot of guys contribute, um, you know, super happy for Huddy to get in there. I know a lot of fans have been calling for him and he kind of, kind of got a chance to get in there. I think he had 10. Yeah. Um, I think our bench scored like 47 points or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, the bench, the bench was awesome. Um, part of, part of that is, uh, yeah, Keith, Keith started on the bench this game. I guess he's dealing with, uh that injury he picked up the other night, um, which, you know, he looked in pretty good sorts. He actually had a really bad fall cut, an awesome take to the basket in the first half and got hit good and didn't land well on either leg. And everyone kind of held their breath a little bit, I think. And he, he was grimacing in pain getting up, but that was in the first half and he continued to have a pretty darn good game. Um, he, and he didn't shoot the ball particularly well, so... Um, it was it was good to see him back out there, and yeah, like you said, Huddy, that was awesome. Um, I mean, first touch, turn around, lefty hook, and one. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I I, uh, I just keeping up with the scores and stuff. I seem to notice like we're we're pretty good hanging with a team for a half right now. You know, these halftime scores are close, uh-huh. right? And then it kind of turns – the game kind of turns around in the second half. And I think, um, you know, we just got to be better in the second half. I think uh, obviously Drew uh, Drew will say that too. I, I think I've even heard, heard him say that. Um, just got to be better in the second half. And, um, you know, that's when you win games. That's when you win games. So um, I, I would disagree with you with, though, just on, on watching stuff. Um, okay. Like for, I, I guess I, I wouldn't call it a trend yet. Um, okay, on, not like, a trend. Like right. for one, we started off the year with some of those horrible starts, uh, but currently in some of these A ten games, um, yeah, you fill I, me in on these. I was frustrated with the start yesterday, um, despite what the score said. I thought they played. I mean, they they did play better by score in the second half. But I thought the first 10 minutes of the St. Bonaventure game was really rough. Um, now, we hit sh- we hit some some big shots, but as far as, like, what you'd expect or, or want on, on certain things, I, w- I was a little frustrated with that. And then also the slew game. Um, actually, I'll, I'll say that. This goes in line with you. I, I'm just saying I think there's been some – That's the game I was referring to, that yeah. the slew game, because I, I saw we, we were with them pretty good, yeah. and they're obviously – you know, I think I think they might be in first place in the league, or Dude, close I, to it. Yeah, I, I'm not even I'm not even looking at that right now. I mean, I probably should, but I'm not like. Uh, VCU and St. Louis are tied. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm not staying totally up to. I need to. Um. And then also, I would counterpoint your point with uh, St. Joseph's. Just. I mean, I think that was pretty bad both halves too. That's okay. Um, the St. Louis game, yeah, I was I was pretty excited about the first half, and then I had to go to our our uh, second second season of me and Billy is back. Tate Tate got a new job is and it's not available anymore on our squad, so it's just me and Billy holding it down. But how did the first season go? We didn't we haven't got to that. Oh yeah, gosh, we didn't catch up on that. Yeah, uh, we were missing some bodies. Towards the end, we had kind of, you know, got up to a four and zero start and beat some good teams, but uh, just kind of fell off a little bit after that and weren't as consistent. And we lost. Uh, did we have a bye? I think we had a bye. Well, we lost our first playoff game. Um, Ooh, we had five and a half that, players. Yeah, you know, that's the problem with sometimes with the men's league. You know, you 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 got you got a team. You form a nice team. Yeah. And then everybody on the team's just got shit going on. Well, here's the thing. And they can't make it. But Billy it really has a screws problem. the team over. 
Billy has a flaw in his GM skills because they're all doctors. So they're on call here and there, and it's it's tough to be predictable. You can't not answer the call. Yeah, you know, he's, they got lives to save, Mike. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. So, Billy, I mean, maybe let's, uh, let's, you know, let's let's get our portfolio going. And in, in maybe, maybe there needs to be a big time sponsor that comes in and just kind of, you know, agrees to pay a little salary for the team. <clears throat> you know, beers after a win or something like that. You know, I don't, that would get guys to show up. I mean, I that would get you to show up. Come on. I don't know how much the doctors are going to be in for that. Hey, there was a new addition to the league, though. Um, I've talked about how Matt Howard is, is in the league. On oh, here we go. And Krishan Hopkins. Yeah. They added, what is it? 20- Gordon Hayward. An NBA player. No. They added, oh. uh, gosh, a member of the 2013 Big Ten All-Freshman team. Three-time Big Ten All-Defensive Team. Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year in 2016. First Team All-Big Ten 2016. An AP Honorable Mention All-American. Guy named A.J. Hammonds. Seven-footer. Oh, yeah. Purdue. Oak Hill, yes, and Purdue is in our league. He's on their men's league team? Yes, he played this week. Oh, that's unbelievable. So... Tate, we might have to give him a call back for that one. All right. Yeah, I remember him in college. He was a beast. Yeah, he was a beast. All right, we're done talking NWIA in here uh, for this week. Stay tuned. Um, back to blurs. So, Crut, just to prove that, you know, we've been staying with it, I did take some notes. This is back on January 7th, so we'll just touch on this. It was the George Mason game. Um, it was competitive okay. throughout the – Throughout the whole game, I mean, it was tied at halftime. But I have, I have some notes here. <laughs> um, okay, and then this is also kind of piggybacking off that Davidson game, which is what was a really frustrating one. So I, I kind of included uh, both. I mean, obviously, the, the turnovers uh, were a frustrating part of all that. And I thought the bigs kind of struggled in those. Um, and not just the bigs, but our, our big coverages. Uh, and we've seen this a lot recent, like on some of these teams, as you know, we're doubling, as we say, we monster or gray in certain areas. And I would, I would say that we're not as tight as we used to be on those, both in the the guy that's coming to trap, and off the ball. Um, that's something that is kind of frustrating. We're, we're double teaming a lot. I- we are, we are, and we do it to some big guards too. I like that we're doing that. Um, because you know some of these are we are we graying at all or no? Yes, yeah. Um, some of it's on the dribble monster, I feel like. Uh, but I think the the ball handler has been getting out here and there, and the passes I think just come out a little too easily. So if people know, like, just going forward, like, watch that's a that's a kind of crucial point is when. Uh, someone is, you know, in the mid post or post and we go to double, we send someone, uh, depending on where the guy is coming from, we do not want the pass thrown that direction. So just, just think about that. And I think it's been a little loose and then that gets us into tough situations. So I agree with the decision to double and I know they're teaching. I mean, they would show us clips forever about the perfect double teams, like going back to your final four team, um, that's yeah, Dante was a great double team guy. Yeah, that's been such a weapon for us, um, both in you know, one the trap, but also our ability to recover um, from it and you know, get get to those shooters, which is that's that's definitely been an issue for us in uh, in conference. And if we get to them, we can't let them just rip a drive, um, rip a close out. So it's been. That's definitely something I, I took notice of. And then, you know, in some of those games, they had some big guys that were getting buckets. I'm like, I know Huddy is capable um, of that. Like, you know, not only with his frame, but he's done it before. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad they got him back out there uh, this Saturday. I hope we see him some more. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think right now uh, Drew is just trying to find guys that you know. He's just trying to mix lineups up. I, I, again, I don't, I haven't watched, but just even that last game, you know, um, Jamiro Wilson, guy I played AU with. Yeah. Um, Chicago guy played a lot more. Yeah. You know, we, we got to give Mero his flowers, man. Like he's, you know, he barely played at the beginning of the year. He was uh, had some had some uh, injuries, you know, definitely in the off season, but was a little beat up coming into the season, um, but still like didn't get a lot of time. For the, you know most of the the non conference, but uh, he stepped in and and made some some big plays here in the, these last couple of games as his minutes have gone up. Yeah, so I think you know uh, Jalen Quinn, you know coming in playing. Um, you know I think Drew right now is just trying to find some lineups, some different lineups that that will work and that you know can give us give us a spark and give us some. A different type of energy and um, that can flat out defend and win, you know, and, and uh, so it's, it's a process, man. It's a process. So, you know, happy for those guys that, that got in off the bench and that, that, that played well, but now it's about, um, I think Drew said it after the game, like we got to look at this as like the beginning, you know, this is, you know, we, we can't relax just because we finally got that first win. Um you know, there's, it's a long road. It's a lot, a lot left in the season. Um, you know, obviously sitting one and six right now, seven games in. Uh, do you know how many games uh, the season is, or how many, how many conference games? Yes. Let me count them: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven more conference games. So, you know, plenty of games left to 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 get to get better and get a couple more wins yeah yeah definitely definitely um and hey let's let's get to brooklyn on a good note obviously we have some some uh a lot of ground ground to gain before uh that takes place but uh, i'm certainly not not rolling them out i almost texted them um i hate to bring up the freaking bradley braves but i believe the covid year like the year the covid canceled tournament Maybe it was the year before that. They started out own five in the conference and won Arch Madness. Like it's right, not, right. It's not like yeah, totally. totally and they also, um, Clemson. Have you seen that at all? Are you aware? Yeah, they're they're doing they're top of the ACC right yeah. now. Unbelievable. So Unbelievable. We're capable. You know, yes. we are capable. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Every year, every year, um you know, playing for, for Moser and, and everything. Just the message was always, you want to be playing your best basketball come March, you know, late February, March. And I think that's like every coach is, you know, it's just kind of coach talk, but like we want to be playing our best basketball in March. And, you know, you got to, you got to take some bumps and bruises along the way to, to get there. So hopefully um, this team can, can get some momentum going. Um, our next game, we have got, uh, Duquesne, we've got Duquesne sitting here. I think they're towards, you know, I think they're towards the bottom of the league as far as just rankings go or whatever, you know. Uh, they were preseason. Yeah, right now Duquesne is three and four in the league, so they're 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 middle of the pack, middle of the pack right now. So, um, you know, winnable game, winnable game. They've lost two in a row. Um, I think it's at home. No, uh, the next two are away. Yeah, next two are away. Next and two are away. So, uh, yeah, they don't they don't have a weekend game, which I I think that's a a good quality, almost like a bye week. Uh, yeah. Okay. Bye week. Uh, okay, I see now. Um. So yeah. Okay, we've got about six days back. off after this game. How 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 much would you like that during uh, the valley? <laughs> Yeah, back to backs, man. Or when my senior year, were were crazy. But um, back to the valley, Southern, man. Southern is is playing well in the valley right now. They're uh, they're sitting in first place right now. So that's great. I've been monitoring the valley. I'm still a valley guy. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, but before we close out blurs, we gotta we gotta address Saint. I mean, uh, I haven't been online, so I haven't been 
totally aware of what all everyone is saying about it. But, you know, I'll say this, and I, I don't know very much. Um, but obviously, you feel for both sides. Um, and I, we hope Saint get, gets better. Um, you know, um, with, with mental health and everything that that, that is uh, paramount. Um, the fact that he, you know, he's done with the team though is obviously uh, means it's pretty significant uh, with what's going on. You know, that is Drew's guy. I mean, he's Drew's first recruit, so they didn't take that like lightly or anything. Um, so I, I wish him the best. He's a great player. He's a great kid. Um, and yeah, and, and, and I hope he's doing well and, and can, can get back to college basketball too. So, um, and, and, and I'm confident he will. So yeah, definitely had to address that. And then we didn't mention JD, uh, JD's out with a hand right now. So hope, hoping he's doing all right too. Both, both the Omaha guys. So, uh, we'll close out with that. And, uh, I think we'll be able to recap this uh, this Duquesne game. That was very scrambled, obviously pretty un- unorganized. But uh, glad we're back on a winning track. And uh, let's make a, it two. Yeah, as a podcast, we'll be more uh, more focused uh, from game to game here as we uh, get deep into the uh, the A10 conference. All right. Okay, Crut. Um, Gosh, this is probably the craziest transition of all um, since we last talked. You are uh, in Japan, Mito yes. Japan, playing for the Ibaraki Robots. Yes. Um, Jess is with you. Yes, yes, she is. And you've played nine games since you've been out there. You, yes. Four, four and five. Let's start basketball. Um, can you compare and contrast the style of basketball, um, or diff- yeah, just I guess not totally style, but you know what's going on on the floor compared to your last two trips, or maybe if you just want to reference the last trip in that, uh, yeah, yeah, in Manila. And then also personally, like your role and, and what you see things going forward on this team to start. Okay, well, um, well, first, yeah, got here on Christmas Day, about 8 o'clock at night on Christmas Day. Um, obviously, then been here ever since. So then we played the 27th. So I literally got got here on Christmas Day, one day to do like medical another day to do, you know, a little bit of a walkthrough practice. Then we were gone, going out, playing the game. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of was thrown into the fire, so to speak, as um, – and then we've played, what, we've played nine games since then. So, we, we've, you know, we've played a lot of, like, Wednesday. Every, every weekend game here is back-to-back, like Saturday, Sunday. Um, so that that takes a little bit of a, an adjustment to get used to, like, you know, like last the last two games we played at three o'clock on Saturday, three o'clock on Sunday. So you know, twenty four hours of rest. Um, definitely haven't done that in a while. So that's uh, your body definitely feels that a little bit on that second day. Um, as far as the differences between you know Philippines league and um, you know Japanese B one. The B League, right? B one, yeah, B League, B one. Um, you know, they do they do a great job. Like it's you know, Philippines, there was no home and away, right? But like now, it's it's home and away, right? Like we're traveling. There's way more travel involved. Um, and the crowds, man, the home crowds have been great. Like for us personally, we we've we've they call them boosters, boosters. Like those are like the fans. Um, uh-huh. Like we've got a really, really good home crowd um, in Mito where we play and a lot of teams around the league have some, some great, I mean, I haven't played in a, in an arena that has been like every arena has been more full than empty. That's for sure. Um, so like, you know, and it's all about the pregame show out here. I mean, like, 
it is all about the pregame show. Smoke machines. One team had a had a you know flame flame machines, music, intros. Um, so that's been kind of cool to just kind of you know experience that. Um, light show, all, all different types of, of stuff. So um, as far as the league's differences, well, the, the main one is the imports, the amount of imports. I mean, in the Philippines, I was the only import. Um, and now here in Japan, you're allowed three, three imports. Only two are allowed to be on the court at once. And oh. then you're also, you're also allowed, um, like an Asian import. So like you're allowed someone from Asia that's not from Japan, or you're allowed like a lot, a naturalized player. Like a lot of teams have a naturalized Japanese guy. We have one. Um, Thomas Kennedy, TK, as we call him, like he's got both passports or, you know, he's got a Japanese passport. He's naturalized. Um, Mm -hmm. So, um, so each team is allowed a slot for that. And that player can, that player doesn't, there's like no, like he can play whenever, whatever, how many minutes, whatever, you know, there's no restrictions on, on that, that player. Yeah. So, um, just that aspect is, is much different. Um, so every night, you know, most teams have, you know, two, two really solid big men. Um, you know, so it's the, the matchups and stuff every night you're going against, against a pretty, pretty talented guys out here. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's been good. I think right now we're four and five, you know, we got, uh, I think we started three and oh, when I when I first got here and then we kind of dropped a couple played some some pretty good teams out in the league so um I think right now we're 10 and 22 I think um so yeah just trying to trying to keep pushing to get better man trying to you know stay out of the relegation spot um you know I think the bottom two teams get relegated to B2 which uh, which is still a good league, but you know obviously we want we want to stay up here in the B one. So just every day trying to work to to get some wins and to you know do what I can for the team and you know coming coming late to the team. You know just trying to get comfortable, get get involved with everybody. You know everybody trying to to figure out my game. I'm trying to figure out everybody else's game. You know where I can fit in. So that that's been a little bit of a process, but. Um, you know, it's been a month now, so I, you know, I'm starting to, starting to figure it out and get it, get it going a little bit. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, it, but it's been great. It's been fun. You know, the living situation is great out here. Japan is a, is a great country, very peaceful, very, um, you know, the culture here is very, um, you know, reserved, keep to yourself type, type of thing. And, and I like that, you know, I like, you know, you can go out, um, you know, kind of do your own thing, go around, you know, go grocery store, you know, take walks, things like that. It, it's been great. And, um, you know, it, it's been fun. It's been fun so far for a month. That's good. Yeah, no, I, I've been able to talk to you a little bit here and there about your experiences so far, but you, uh, what's, what's been the biggest surprise of Japan? I think, I think, um, I've probably hit my head on, <laughs> I've probably hit my head 15 times on an object since I've been here, at least four or five times on the bus. I've just absolutely clocked my head. Jeez. Um, the doorways are small, a lot of small doorways. Definitely have hit my head many times. Um, almost to the point where it's like, it doesn't even hurt. So the you know, ceiling has been a surprise for you. Like in my shower, I cannot stand. I have to duck. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's interesting, but it's it's really not bad. Um, but yeah, the bus. I've definitely hit my head on the bus like four times, five times. Um, what else? Yeah, they drive. They drive here on the <laughs> left side of the road. Okay, have they not been on the left side of the road everywhere you've been? No, it's been the right. I think the only people in the world or that drive the are, are the driver yeah, drive. is on 
Yeah, it's like the UK, man. Like, we okay. drive on the left side. Yes. Okay, but the driver is still on the left, right? No, the driver is on the American passenger side. Oh, sorry, the right side. Yeah, dude, I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking. Yes, yes. The driver's on the right. That The driver's been on the right on both other places, right? In Belgium and in... Yes, the driver has been on the norm, our, right. the American normal side. Yeah. Okay. You know, so getting used to that was definitely, uh, it took me like a week or so to, to figure that out, but I've got it down now. I've got it down now. Um, the streets here are real narrow, really, really narrow. So it's sometimes when you're driving, you know, and two people come to cross, you know, there's some close calls sometimes. Um, hmm. But um, what about trains? All I hear about Japan is trains. Yes, trains. So the first thing, so our first road trip, our first road trip, we took the train. Um, yeah. We took like a commuter train into Tokyo, which is like an hour and a half or so. And then we got on the bullet train, which is like, you know, the, you know, it's like the famous train here. It goes whatever, like 200 miles an hour. I was like first 20, 25 minutes on this thing. I was like, I had a headache. Huh. You know, I was like, oh, we're, we're going pretty fast right now. But then I got used to it. Um, yeah, man, that thing is fast. And we, we got like further up north in, in Japan in like four hours. So it, it was good. I mean, it's, yeah, they got it. They got a really good infrastructure trains here. Um, you know, United States, man, they, we don't have any, any trains. Our train system is just terrible. I, I, I watched, when you went out there, I watched some videos about this, about the uh, the Tokyo system, and then obviously, now and then also, the American Amtrak system is, it's tough, especially in Indiana. I mean, lackluster. Yeah, no. So me, me and Jess went to Tokyo on a day off, um, and I wasn't going to drive because it's, it's too many, it's too much, it's too much to drive down there and whatever. I wasn't confident enough in driving. So we're going to take the train. And so we took the train into Tokyo Station. And I mean, Tokyo Station is, uh, there's a lot going on. So what we. <laughs> there's a gajillion Tokyo Stations. Is this the well, it's one? like the main one. Yeah, yeah. it's called Tokyo Station. Oh, really? Okay. Um, and just, tr you know, platforms everywhere, trains everywhere. I think we spent probably, you know, 35% of our time in Tokyo at the, at the damn train station, trying to figure stuff out. Um, definitely do, got, do definitely English went in letters? the wrong way. Can you see English times. letters anywhere? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's, you know, I don't know what it's called. It's bad by me, but the, the symbols, I'll say the symbols are like yeah, above. Yeah, I got to figure that out. And then like below it is like, you know, it's not English, but it's it's regular letters. Yeah. Um, so at least oh, I can so try to read that. It's the Japanese version in English letters. No? Yeah, Yeah, but it's not English. It's like... It's just what okay. the word would be if if I were yeah, to write okay. it. Like phonetically kind of? Or no? No. 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 Okay. Just like a normal word. Like a bunch of letters. Alright. This, this is an old timer. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I have no hope. Absolutely no hope in reading, uh, you know, any, any sort of Japanese. Okay. Um, I've, I have learned a couple words. Okay, that that's All another right. thing about about uh, here, like there's n almost no English. Mm. Yeah. You know, uh, some people on the team speak it, and like uh, some of our team officials, like we have a translator. Our our um, you know our physio speaks English uh, well, dude. What, so what actually, no. What, what about yeah? Our coach? Like, our coach is American. Okay. So the translator has to translate everything he oh, said into nice Japanese. Really nice, um, nice for me, but um, we got more Japanese guys than we do American guys. So, yeah. 
Um, so our, our athletic trainer actually did one year of, uh, did an internship with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh no. And I was like, do you know Dave Vitell? And he was like, oh, you know, Dave. Yes. And I was like, yes, yes. So we kind of like first time I met him, he was like, yeah, I worked with the Timberwolves for a couple for like a year. And um, I was like, do you know Dave Vitell? And he was like, yeah, I remember him. And so we kind of had that little connection. So that was kind of cool. Have you called Dave? No, no, I haven't told him. You haven't told him that? I don't. I don't think they were like really connected. They just. He just knew of him. Oh, like, they weren't like. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll. I'll t- I should. I should text. Yeah, him. I, should I guess text Dave him. was probably big time there, and didn't know everyone's name and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But no, overall Japan's been good, and I, we've got a lot. I've got a lot of stories, a lot of stuff. That, um, you know, will come up each each week. Um, but yeah, okay. the life. What? No. I, with you saying that, let's do that. Each week, you should close this I'll out. I'll come with, with something. Word. No, close this out with a Japanese word. Uh, okay. Um, well, everybody, I feel like everybody knows konnichiwa. Yeah, I don't do right. that. Right. That, that, that one's easy. Um, now, I could be butchering this, but arigato gozima. Gozima. That means, like, thank, thank you. Nice. A nice thank you. But... A lot of people here say it really fast, so it's just there's a lot of different variations, and I'm not quite sure what the exact exact one it is. But like a lot of people think it's just arigato, you know, for thank you, but there's there's something after that that needs to be said, like arigato gozima. That's kind of what it is. Arigato gozima. All right, say it fast. Gozima. Arigato gozima. That's how they say it. They always kind of lift it up at the end. Arigato gozima. That type of thing. So I don't know. Yes, yes. Like I say that um, every time. Like someone checks me out and they, you know, whatever. I, I'm saying that. That's my go-to right there. All right. See, All right. that means I'm getting out of here. Thank you. Good job. That was that was good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good on the spot. Week one. Um, we're gonna put ourselves in the. Uh, the education subjects going forward for the charts. Okay. So we're an educational podcast now. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll close out with that. Um, like I said earlier in blurs, this is obviously a little, little chopped up just cause on the time off, but we'll be back more regularly, hopefully going forward. And uh, yeah, let's, let's be positive. Everyone. We're uh, on a new note here at the, uh, the, the win off our backs and uh and the A10 conference. So uh let's keep it going. Crut. I'll uh talk to you later. Go go blurs. Go blurs. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.